Yeah, they had us the first half, I'm not gonna lie. Oh, could be Wayne! I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh! I love it, baby! Them orange britches! Something about them orange britches! When I got up this morning, I went in, I got right with the Lord a little bit, and then I turned my Bluetooth on, okay? And it came up, Iron Maiden, Leonard Skinner, and Ozzy Osbourne, and I said, ball game's over, boys. We winning this thing. Reddit, dit to do, and welcome into more important issues. It is Wednesday, December 29th, or December 30th, game day. It's game day. Game day. You like it? You, 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 you excited? You oh, I am. You know what? Like I'm pumped about game day, but what I'm really pumped about is orange jerseys. And Conzo getting twaxed. You got your mic on? No. God, I'm the worst. We're I gonna start finding you. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I need to be fine. <laughs> we're gonna start finding. I need Landon. some sort of accountability because I'm <laughs> awful, terrible. Anytime the mic doesn't come on, we're gonna find Landon. Um, Absolutely terrible. Um, and we'll do like a some kind of chair. Like it can go to a charity of like I don't know, like CC's Pizza or something. Maybe it's just part of the show. I'll just don't plug <laughs> it on mic. That's fun. That's fun. It's probably better. It, people are probably better off not listening to me. So that's probably fine. <laughs> Tennessee, though, I know you're excited. I'm pumped, dude. You're I'm, not even nervous. Like you don't. You put money on him. You don't sweat it. Don't sweat it. Just twaxing Conzo. What's what, is that three and a half? I don't. I don't you just love that. I'm not even looking at the spread because I don't even want to get. I mean, that's. I don't even want to think about touching it. Also, you know something I realized last week though. I've already bet on him. I put that fifty dollars of that bonus, that boost at the beginning of the year. Yeah, the very first good. game. So you broke hit. it, so you might as well just keep. I but and I feel like now that I've said it so many times. Mm. I like, yeah. Because you didn't know you actually did. So. I'm in a real crossroads. That dude has 8 billion armbands on. I love it. It's like the old NCAA games. <laughs> like, why? I, sweat. Catch all the sweat. You think he's taking all the, like, freshmen? They're like, they, like, give him, like, two packs. And he's like, hey, I'm going to need your armbands tonight. I just love that an equipment manager has to put all of those in his locker. He's like, he's not even going to wear them all. And then he wears them all. He's like, wow, he, he wore them all. I'm not even like, mad. Dude, I'm impressed. Why do you just wear long sleeves? <laughs> yes. Also, it's. I, I mean, I love the. Does it make you better? Which I know you wore them too. The the leg bands. I'm like, what, what, where are you keeping sweat off of there? Your feet? Yeah, big leg, <laughs> leg band guy. I, I did do multiple leg bands because that's slaw. <laughs> slaw. You're coming out with the hip terms. Yeah, I'm. I'm getting hip in my old age. I'm, I like I'm, it. Pruitt is slaw. I'm using it in a sentence for you guys that don't know what it means. I'm not yeah. saying. I'm just using it in a sentence. Slaw means slaw. Think about what coleslaw tastes like. That's what it <laughs> yeah, means. It's gross. <laughs> that's, that's what it means. That's exactly what it means. You don't want to be slaw. How about that? No, absolutely not. Um, hope you guys have had another good week. Um, some of y'all may be off work. Maybe enjoying some time with your family. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. It is almost New Year's. It is almost 2021. I like what you said. That the only certainty is uncertainty. Yeah. No one knows 
what's going to happen. Or what it means. Or what it means. It's provocative. No one has any idea. I mean, you've got guys in the transfer portal. We're going to talk about that. But I think what's interesting is that some of these guys in the transfer portal, I think most of them are gone. But not all of them are gone. Just because they're in there. Right, yeah. I mean, that that's the thing. Um, you you kind of assume that once they go into the portal, they're like, oh, they're leaving. Mm-hmm. But they do have the option to come back. They do have the option to come back. And I mean... And Tennessee's not the only team in the country or the SEC that doesn't know what their roster is going to look like next year. Yeah. So it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see how kind of how the portal plays out with everybody, but especially Tennessee. Um, we're also going to talk about some of the twenty twenty two in state uh, recruits and and what that class is is going to look like. Um, there's some there's some high profile targets on there that Tennessee Tennessee needs to. Need to figure names. out how to lock up the borders. Some legacy guys. Some legacy guys. That's who I was talking about specifically. Um, and then we're going to preview the Missouri game tonight. Tonight, Vols in Columbia, the Show Me Show Me State. Is that it? Yeah, geography. Columbia, guys. Missouri. We not know Columbia, that. South Carolina. Correct. Yeah. We're on Columbia. They're yeah, in the Show Me State. Like I said, we're big, 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 big geography guys. We know that mm, stuff. Yep. So we know where Columbia, Missouri's at. We could definitely point it out on the map. We have to go there one day. When COVID's over. Hope is <laughs> yeah. a weird word to use. But yeah, we would like to see a game there. <laughs> we will eventually see a game Are there. you getting a rock? Oh, I'm taking a rock. Isn't that funny that I could go in there and take a rock? Like That's their big reward for four years of playing football there, and I could just put it in my pocket and leave. Yeah. We should definitely take a rock. Or, I got a better idea. We could take in a rock and put and it there. It. And every time it's shown, they're like, my rock's right there. And like not even a rock like a, that's not supposed to be. It's like a. Maybe, we'll take some Tennessee limestone. Okay. Yeah. 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 We'll pl- we'll plant planting some. I don't know. Plant our seed. <laughs> yeah, that's gross. <laughs> but yeah, I like that. I, I like that idea. I think we should take a rock, and like leave a rock, take a rock. Okay. Yeah. yeah like a leave one, take one kind of deal. Okay. So I think that's exactly what we should do. Paying it forward. Mm-hmm. Paying it forward to to Missouri. We, if, if we're real nice... We're trying we, to make you better. Right. If we're real nice, we would replace that terrible statue. That tiger statue. <laughs> Maybe if we find the tiger in Knoxville, we can take that one. What's worse, the tiger statue or the the big cock at South Carolina? At least the... At least, like, the... That statue, the big cock statue. Look... <laughs> I don't know what else to call it. Uh, <laughs> I kind of set it up there. You couldn't call it anything right. Else. At least it looks like a well-made statue. Now it looks stupid. It looks but, like the wild eagle. Yeah, but it. <coughs> but at least it's well-made. This one looks like they were like, "Can your four-year-old, your four-year-old son's good with clay? Can he make this statue Is it for the us? That tiger, Ronaldo's yes, statue. That's exactly what it, it gotcha. looks like. The Ronaldo version of a tiger. Yeah, mm. exactly. So I, I got I, I got at least give credit to South Carolina. What was like a million dollars? I mean, they got their money's worth, I guess. I guess Missouri, they got what they wanted. They wanted this yeah. giant, giant gamecock, and that's what they got. I hope Missouri got paid for putting that statue on their campus. It looks that bad. Oh, we need to play that the. The um, music video. Okay. I can, I can Mizzou, get that. Yeah. The can, Mizzou music video. I can get that going. Yeah. I can figure that out for us. What's it called? Do you know? We Are Mizzou. Oh, that's a terrible I don't, name. I don't know. That mentions we Kim English Mizzou. in it, doesn't it? 
Yeah. yeah. I think he's wearing a Kim English jersey. Okay, that's what it is. Yeah. Nice. Okay, yeah, we can do that. We'll pull up. We'll, we'll get that at maybe the outro today. <clears throat> okay. I like it. Is Let's... it called the Mizzou Wrap? Is that it? Probably. It... Do you have a... Oh, yeah, can you see it? That's you... definitely not it. That's not it? Yeah, that looks somehow trashier than the video you're thinking of. <laughs> I think that's it. That's We Are KU. Oh. So that's the response oh. to We Are Mizzou, I guess. Mm. Maybe they took it down. That's probably a smart. Nope, idea. here it is. Oh, there. I just spelled Mizzou wrong. So. Oh, okay. It's got a U at the end, guys. Mm. <laughs> What'd you do? Just an O. Mizzou. Mizzou. <laughs> nice. Mizzou. That sounds better than Mizzou, I think. Maybe they're like combining Missouri and Conzo. Yeah. Mizzou. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what they're doing. God, we're just helping them out. We are. Man. We are throwing them bones. Yeah. Throwing them bones. All right. Let's get into the show a little Let's bit. Let's do it. Um, uh, we are going to talk about bowl season, by the way. I, I won some money last night. No big deal. I'm just, I'm just trying to pay for Christmas next year. Yeah. I'm saving for, up for, for the Christmas. kids. That's it. Big, big, big kid guy. Hopefully you give me a gift next year. I got, I got you. I'll get you something. <laughs> I'll get you something. I, I was going to get something for the show. I may still. I haven't done it yet. Okay. But I don't know if it'd be for you. Like, you probably wouldn't care. But I mean, you care. But you're like, it's like socks. Like, I mean, I needed these, but <laughs> yeah. I don't want It's a them. thought. <laughs> exactly. Uh, we're going to do some NFL power rankings questions. We'll get to those. Hopefully, you ask them ahead of time. If not, drop them in the chat. We'll do our best <clears throat> to answer them. Um, we'll be in the chats. Uh, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. We'll be in them with you guys. So, just uh, look for them there. And then today, we got a new little segment. Favorite New Year's, New Year's stories. Favorite New Year's stories. Just your favorite New I Year's I just story. read that totally incorrect. I read that incorrectly. I have... Best stories from from New Year's that no like that has this year to do with you no oh. like this year like the best stories of this year I thought this was like a recap. okay okay I thought this is a show recap I apologize we can do that next time perfect all right and then we've got our favorite uh, segment stupidity is an epidemic and I've got a good one I can't wait to talk about it can't wait can't guys go check out our sponsors Tennessee Tap House Hound Dogs and Blue Water Climate Control Blue Water Climate Control will get you taken care of in the cold. So go uh, check them out. Let's get into it. Let's do it. All right. It's football time. <laughs> like I, I get so excited for the show, and then we have to talk about this. But it, it, you have to talk about it. So, are we doing? Are you? Are you doing season tickets this year? As of today, December thirtieth, are you going to do season tickets? I don't know. I'm kind of in the same boat you're in, where I don't want to lose my seats. Yeah. So. That's where they get you, man. I'm definitely not buying more seats this year. Like uh, outside the two that I have, oh, no. that I've had. No, for, absolutely not. Whereas, like you know, if there was a promising year going in 2021, I'd probably buy because I've you know now I got my brothers. Emily is Emily's Tennessee fan now, guys. Somehow, I mean, she just likes the tailgates, but she's buying Tennessee gear. Yeah, she got Ra- some for Christmas. That's a Raven does. She's like, look at this, it's so cute. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, I mean, I'm glad you're having fun. Yeah. Some of us aren't. <laughs> Wear orange. <laughs> yep. Um, but you look like a fan. Exactly, and and so she's she's wanting to go to games now. So I'd, I'd like to, but if we're bad, no, we're not doing that. We could just sell our tickets. Not to, only to people who y- want yeah, to go. To exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I will never be a person that's like boycott the stadium just because I'm like I know these tickets are worth forty bucks a piece at least. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not just gonna lose money. <laughs> exactly. We get um, some out of it for sure. Yeah. So the, you you you've got some uncertainty in your in your personal life there as far as season ticket goes. So the uncertainty does not go beyond the University of Tennessee. Yeah. I mean, it, it just feels like we're at a standstill. 
Mm-hmm. And I I don't think anybody knows what's going on. It seems like Phil Former wants to back Jeremy Pruitt. That's his guy. The fans are done with Jeremy Pruitt, which is very understandable. Right. So I don't like I don't know who's who's the ultimate decision. Like what are we waiting on? I feel like you've at, I think it's you that's asked this. Like uh, most ep- like the episodes when we talk about it, you're like, "Do you think it gets better next year?" And the answer is no. Yeah. I don't think it gets better. Now, could it get worse? I don't know. But I feel like the I think it could. I think it, I mean, I mean it, if if you lose a lot of those players on your roster now. Right. Yes. Yeah, it, it the, the new transfer rule definitely I feel like makes you need to pull the trigger faster. Mm-hmm. And I you know, and I hate I hate that because it's nice to try to ride with a guy, but that's the environment you live in. Like it's every coach is dealing with it. Every program is dealing with it. So now with the rule, you've got to adjust. And if you have to pull that trigger earlier, pull that trigger earlier. I just, I don't know if the season can get worse, but yeah, you're right. The roster could certainly get worse. And that's where I'm like, you got to pull the trigger because I think this year, if you'd gone six and six, I think that would have been a disappointment. So yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know if the season could really get that much worse. Yeah, it was I, a it was a disaster. I think yes. you said that last episode. It was just a disaster, um, and it was we got that free touchdown at Georgia on top. You're like, holy crap! You know, going into it, we thought we had a good football team. Yeah, but we, you didn't think you had the talent to beat Georgia. But when you get a free touchdown, you're like, oh my god, turnovers like maybe it, it could happen. Mm-hmm. You start thinking about it. And then that second half, I mean, it was just right atrocious. It was very bad. And uh, then fr- from that point on, it was it just got it didn't get much better. No, no. And, and someone mentioned it today. I saw it on Twitter today. And I just don't know. After the way the whole season played out, I don't know if this is true anymore. I said we both had said it, like in the middle of the season, but. Would Jeremy Pruitt get more of a pass if he hadn't ridden with JG as long as he did? Probably. You think that even like looking back now, I thought it, you know, in middle November, end of November. Now I'm now I'm just like the whole team. In the same outcome, same outcome. Okay, I mean that that's probably a little bit. I don't think you have the same outcome if you switch. That's a early. fair point. That's a fair point. I agree with that. But I just mean, if it was the same outcome for whatever reason, because, I mean, I think the team looked worse. The offensive line seemed to not, maybe not got worse, but they didn't get better throughout the year. Mm -hmm. And I know they had some tough expectations. Because I think if you grade them out across the board on how they performed, they probably performed, like, on average with most offensive lines. But they were expected to be one of the better ones in the East, one of the better ones in the SEC, and that didn't happen. So they underperformed. Yep. Um, so the offensive line just didn't get better. The offense was never great, mm. probably rarely decent, but it was also so up and down. You had drives where you showed flashes and you looked good, and then you had drives where you couldn't get up, you couldn't get yards. And then you had de- the defense, who, especially in the second half, third quarter specifically, just looked terrible. Yeah. I- I, and, and there's no there's no reasoning for that, right? There's no reasoning why you come out of halftime and look the way that you did. So I don't. That's why I'm just like I think the JG thing. And you're you're, I think you're right. If you don't start him, the season looks different. So it's hard to even say 
with the same results. With, mm-hmm. But I think with the same results, I think Pruitt is – Yeah, it's still a bad season. And he's still talking about not returning. And I don't know. Because then you run it if it is the same result, you run into the fact that you had to play a true freshman when you had a fifth-year guy. Yeah. You had a, a redshirt junior – no, he was a third year guy, redshirt sophomore, and JT Shroud, and then you had Brian Mauer who played some last year. So you, all three of those guys didn't develop any in right. the offseason, is what you were saying if you went with Harrison Bailey and had the same result from that point on. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, so you still you still didn't really help your case any. No, so it definitely what ended up being a lose 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 situation. But you rode with JG too long. That's the. Yeah, that's the fact of the matter. I mean, you rode with him too long. That that alone isn't going to define your career at Tennessee. It's not going to define Jerry Pruitt's career at Tennessee. But it is going to be a very. It is going to be the front cover, highlighted. Yes, it's going to be molded, the, highlighted. The foreword of it. I mean, because I just don't. It's it was a it's a bad. How do you not try another guy? It just yeah. seems like he's. It just seems uncompetitive of a person. And then at the end of the season, like you, you couldn't choose a guy. Married to him, man. It's so weird. Married to him, so and, weird. And then I, I just want to know why can't so with all the uncertainty going on, you know, I think it's hard to get staff because you don't know exactly what if Pruitt's even going to be here next year, right? Um, it's hard. It's probably hard to get transfers right now because they're like, you know, people think you're going to get fired, right? So why can't somebody come out and say he's our guy? And and, and former did he do that to a certain extent? Maybe, but it it wasn't it was, like we're a hundred percent behind yeah, this guy. It, it was not like I said. If that was your vote of confidence, it seemed it was very half assed. Yeah, you don't have a lot of confidence if that was it. Um, I think that proves that there is something to the investigation. Um, mm. If you're skeptical of it or ever were. I think the fact that you've seen, um, you haven't seen anybody come out and just 100% say it uh, in terms of, you know, Randy Boyd or Philip Form or whatever. Um, I think that means there's probably something to it. And then that you don't, you haven't made a single hire uh, in your defensive line or offensive line coach. And there hasn't been any names connected to it either, mm-hmm. which means there's probably not a ton of talk around it. Now, that, that doesn't mean he's not searching. I would hope he is. Um, but I think that shows that there's some uncertainty in, in what's going to, who's going to be in Knoxville yeah. uh, come next year. And there's, I don't know, do you believe the Nugs um, that there's going to be something happen today or we're going to have to go law this, this evening? We might. So hopefully, I mean, out. hopefully it's the, <laughs> so back when we first started this podcast in, so 2016, 2017, we're still kind of young in it. And when Butch Jones gets fired. No, we, not when he got fired. It was after the Missouri game, right? After the Florida game was when we had to, when we went live. And Behind Cool Beans? very drunk. And we're like, fire him. He's done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was. It was the right decision, though. I, I believe we were right. <laughs> <laughs> it was not the right decision to go live. That's fair. It, we did have the right thought. <laughs> That's fair. We should have probably waited till the next day. <laughs> it's the thoughts that count. Yeah. The thought that counts. Yeah, no, you're right about that. Um, so, I guess that's my like. Are they, are they waiting on the investigation? What does what? 
And if you if nothing comes out of the investigation, then it was kind of a waste that you right. waited this long. What was the was the invest? I mean, if you fire him now and the investigation ends up being something, does that? I mean, could you not then do it with say? Yeah, we're doing it with cause now. Like mm-hmm. we we're gonna go ahead and fire you because we need to make a move. If if this is real and if it's not, we'll pay your buyout. If it is, then you, we're not gonna pay your buyout because. Yeah, right now it just. I mean, are are we really gonna wait until every single potential candidate is either gone or has a five year extension with their current team? If some of these guys, if, if some of these guys haven't been fired for the investi- for the investigations they've had, Jeremy Pruitt's not gonna get fired for this one. Right. From what I'm reading, it's very similar to what Dan Moulton. Yeah. From what I've read, I mean, it's incidental it's so- something more. But it's like incidental contact or contact, um, self-imposed, self-imposed ban. Yeah, ban. We're not going to the postseason. Unofficial this year. visits and stuff like that. <laughs> I don't know. It just seems, you know, maybe maybe there's more to that. Maybe that's what they're looking at with with benefits and stuff like that. But and again, I, I just said a few minutes ago, it makes me believe there's something to the investigation. The fact that nothing's been said, but the fact that he's not been fired yet also leads me to believe that there's nothing to the investigation. Yeah. Because again, Tennessee knows what happened. They they are a they're aware. They don't they shouldn't have to wait out any longer. It, yeah, why can't they just come out and be like, Prude is our guy. Yeah, and, and they still have that investigation. And if something comes about it, then you can fire him with cause, and it's him. it's it's yeah. over. So it's a bad look that Phil Fulmer but has. There, with so much uncertainty with the program right now, I think you're setting it back by not go ahead and. And saying exactly what's going on. Does Philip Fulmer think that his comment about the bowl was enough? Like, does he is he like, yeah, Surely this is not. like he's, he's like, yeah, if my idea had said this about me, I'd feel good. Does he think that? I have no clue. There's, no, he's just, he's been around the block a time or two. I I want to give him the correct the benefit of the doubt that he does not think that. There's no way. But even then, it's not good. Like flat out, it wasn't enough. Right. So even then. Also, the Philip Fulmer talk, we can talk about him being a good, bad AD, whatever. But the fact that people are like, it's the same people that are were mad about Rick Barnes. That Rick Barnes said in a press conference, these these people are the ones that are like, I want a coach to be honest. And then Rick Barnes is honest and says, if UCLA had paid my buyout, I would have gone to UCLA. Are the same ones. So those guys are then mad about Rick Barnes being honest. They're mad about coaches not being honest. They're mad about Rick Barnes being honest. And then now they're saying that Philip Fulmer didn't save Barnes, which I've never said that. I mean, I think he played a part in it. I mean, if not saying it was only him, but they're also now they're like, well, Randy Boyd saved the day. No, if the buyout was there, he was gone. Yeah, it, it was nothing Randy Boyd or anybody was going to do. If so, you, it was UCLA, and they yeah. just didn't do their end of the deal. I mean, Tennessee sure ponied up a little bit more money, but y'all were also mad about that. So what are we going to be happy about? I just don't know. I just don't know. I was We were both happy. We felt like what you're paying for is to not reset. I mean, whether you get a good hire or not, it still takes time. So you're paying to not reset. You ponied up a couple million dollars to not reset. Yep. That was worth it. And it's clear that it was worth it now. The Kim English hire was obviously huge for Rick Barnes. but And, and I'm, again, I know that you know, some of the program, the two programs that have the most momentum 
have very, very little to do with Philip Fulmer, but he's also the athletic director and he is responsible for the environment they're in and that that's fostered. So I'm not going to sit here and go, I mean, he's the reason the baseball program is doing good. Or he's the reason Rick Barnes is back and the basketball program is doing good. But I mean, he has his hand in it. He has a little bit. Yeah. And, and we've actually talked to some of the baseball staff and they've said that he's had a big part. Right. In, in them, you know, looking to get upgrades, upgrading their field. You know, mm-hmm. that's a huge recruiting pitch to, to kids. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, do I think he's done everything right? No. Right. But, yeah, he, I'm not I, I'm not willing to put him in the same categories I'm putting Jeremy Pruitt in right now. No, no, no. I'm not I'm not either. Um, I think he gets, uh, you know, he, he gets um, some more time, I think. The, the thing about the football hire is it is the most important yeah, job is, that yeah. you have to put in that seat. Um, I mean, he has said that. Like, he has recognized that. So it doesn't matter how great the other programs are doing. A football is not great. We're, you know, that's not good for... Right, you look bad. That's not good for the university. We're not the Pac-12. We're not Stanford, where Stanford goes and wins championships and every, you know, water water basket and wrestling (laughs) before they cancel the program and field women's field hockey. Tennessee doesn't have that. Tennessee has football. And that's the money driver. That's what um, fans care about the most sure they care about basketball i mentioned this last episode there's not a lot of fans who have basketball season tickets that don't have football season tickets um there's not a lot of fans that have only basketball and have decided they don't want football now that is going to become the trend um, but it has not been the trend lately right. unless you fix something that's going to become the trend so tennessee it's the sec it just means more football is the driving force if you want to have a competitive athletic department and a team that doesn't become the next Vanderbilt or Kentucky or whatever. I mean, I mean, were we not just singing Fulmer's praises a couple, like less than a year ago when we went on? We thought Jeremy Pruitt was the guy. I was a big the baseball program was good. The basketball program was good. We're like, oh, it's all because of Philip Fulmer, right. and now we're just like because of the football because Jeremy Pruitt changed because he was he's not the same he was not the same person this season. At all. Oh, I mean, it, it's what it's what the job will do to you. I think you age more as a Tennessee football coach than you do the president of the United States. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and 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 so now we're saying fire former. I just I and and that's he's put himself in a tough spot by being what seems publicly as indecisive about who the head coach is. I like for me, I would at least like all right, I ride with him if he was came out and was like Jeremy Pruitt's our guy, hundred percent. You know, I know this year was tough. It's not the result we wanted, but we're going with him in 2021. We think he can get this. Pro- At least he sounds decisive. And yeah, you and, know. and I think that's that's all I want from him. Yeah, and then we can talk about whether he's right or wrong later. But it's just frustrating right now that it seems like he doesn't know either. Yeah, can we just get an answer and move on? And again, if you're going to fire him, fire him, and let's get somebody else in here. Yeah. But but the waiting game is what's annoying to me right now. Right. So if he says that about the bowl game. Because, again, I'm with you. He shouldn't think that was a decisive. Right. But if the rumors aren't there about, well, if the investigation isn't there and then the rumors about, you know, he would be fired if the investigation turns out to be what it could be, like with all that wasn't there, would you, do you think you might see that as like a, okay, he just said Pruitt's our guy? Because that's, I mean. Yeah. I, I just think there's. He needed to say more. Right. But, I mean, has a has an AD ever called a press conference and been like, 
I just want to let everybody know Jeremy Pruitt yeah. is our guy. And and they probably haven't, but I, I don't know, like, I'm not familiar with any other athletic department, but what's another athletic department that has this much uncertainty around it? Oh, I mean, I <laughs> don't know if there's any. Uh, especially, with, especially with the history that Tennessee has with coaching searches yeah. and, and bad coaching hires anyway. And then you got to mix in, too, that the uh, this is the premier program on campus. Like, there's not... But, but also, if you are saying Jeremy Pruitt is your guy, and this would not be released, but he needs a firm plan on how things are going to get fixed. Yeah, and getting rotating, and as much as I think there needs to be some assistant coaches change, assistant coaches changing, rotating eight guys, it's not good for the program either. No, or six and, guys, or yeah, whatever it could be. I mean, when you get the job, you're calling your your guys that that you want. Yeah, and then like if it's three or four coaches down the the, the line, you're not getting exactly who you're wanting. And I think that was that was the thing with Jimmy Brumball. Yeah. He didn't probably want him from the get-go, but he didn't really have a choice. They didn't even interview him, so that's on him. Right. But that was a, that's a dumb decision all around. The, the, in terms of, I, I thought it seemed like a pretty good hire at the time, but the firing was just dumb. The way it happened, the timing when it happened, was just dumb. There's no and, other way and to it, put it. And it looked like your whole defense, and it wasn't because Jimmy Brumbaugh. I think a lot of that was because Pruitt was so focused on the D-line that he couldn't oversee a Brian Niedemeyer who was – in his first year as a position at that position, uh, Shelton Felton, who is a first year position coach, yeah, you know he didn't have that time to kind of mold them into to good position coaches, and not to say that they would have been anyway, but it definitely doesn't help. No, I mean you you made it hard on yourself. Yeah, you dug your own grave there. You made it hard on yourself. Um, I mean, and then more uncertainty: the portal, the transfer portal. Tennessee has fifteen guys in it now. And, and yeah, there's. I don't know what the numbers look like everywhere. I know Alabama has thirteen or fourteen. I know there's with the new transfer rule. There's going to be a. There's going to be a lot of transfers. But again, we've talked about it. It's just the timing of everything does not look good when you have this many guys transferring. You've got guys that are impactful guys transferring. I mean, no one's upset <laughs> about number two transferring. But when that's <coughs> been your guy the whole time. You got. I mean, it's fair to be like, oh, why is that guy transferring? I mean, yeah. What what changed in the last four games? Is he because is is he pouting that he got started over? Because if that's the case, he should have never been the starter in the no. in it at all. No. So if that's the case, then it just proves more to why you made the wrong decision. Is he transferring again? It's it is a tough spot Jeremy Pruitt's been put in, but he's put himself there. Yeah. You know, because is it? Oh, he doesn't believe in the program anymore. Oh, he's you know, does he just want to go play his sixth year somewhere else because you know he feels like his time's up? Probably, that's probably all it is. But it's fair to ask those questions, and Jeremy Pruitt's put himself there. Yep, I mean, yeah, it's his grave. He dug it, made your bed, you lay in it. What's he got to do to win you back in twenty twenty one? He's got to win football games. That's it. How many? Like, do you have a number? A lot. <laughs> he's got. I mean, I think you have to win eight games. For me to be like, okay, you know, I maybe maybe you can be successful here, right? But I mean, if you go six and six, that's another thing. How how can you confidently keep this guy around next year? Like, if the thought in your head is I might have to fire this guy mid year next year, just fire him now. Yeah, 
Just I mean, fire yeah. now. 6-6. Six, six. You, you can't tell me right now Hugh Freeze and Jamie Chadwell couldn't come in here and win six games here at Tennessee next year. You can't. There should be a lot of people who could win. Exactly. I mean, who do you have? You have three cupcakes in Pittsburgh? And then Pitt, what do you what do you have? Pitt is going to wear us out. You have Vanderbilt? That's, that's That should be five games. Easy. Pitt is going, you know Pitt is going to beat the brakes off of us. Just I'll wait. Mad. I'm be <laughs> upset. Um, but yeah, with the transfer portal, I mean DeAndre Johnson. He was a like you said. There is some impactful guys, and, and the fact that it's so many, like the number, the fifteen number, just looks bad. Yep. But I, it's no one that is just like, man, I wish he'd be back. DeAndre Johnson was a walking personal foul. <laughs> and, yeah, but he it, crushed us. But you lose a starter. You lose a guy that played, a, you know, a ton of snaps. Yeah. You also, which I know you didn't have him this year, and you at least were able to play some more guys that tied in. But losing Austin Pope, that's yeah. I mean, there's some guys that that hurt, mm-hmm. and I think Austin Pope's one of them. DeAndre Johnson might be one of them. DeAndre um, Johnson hurts. He did some dumb stuff, but it, I mean, losing him is going. You're you're losing playmakers. Right now, again, I know I'm not naive to what he did. You know, some of the things he cost Tennessee, but. At least he was making getting close enough to the quarterback. To I mean, there were guys on our roster that they couldn't even tell you what quarterback, what number the quarterback is wearing. <laughs> That's how far they stayed away from him. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, it looks bad, but I don't think it's. I there hasn't been. A it's trans- not as bad from a roster standpoint. There has n- so I do think there are some transfers that will hurt Tennessee. There has not been a single one that I've seen that I'm thinking. That is a that is an alarm to what's going on inside the program right now. Yeah, and it's not somebody that I can right now say that dude's going to be all conference. Yeah, if if tomorrow, next couple weeks, Jeremy Pruitt lost a guy, guys like Eric Gray or Henry Toto, Cannon. I mean, like where, you can't even think twice. So about it. where did the Henry Toto thing come from? Someone just asked us. I've never, I haven't heard the rumor. I'm not sure. I've heard that rumor like a lot. I don't know if if Henry if you lose your best defensive player, fire him on the spot. Yeah, I mean a guy I, that like by all account looks like he wants to be at the University of Tennessee. Yeah, absolutely. For him, I mean, anytime they have a press conference or anything, Henry Toto is a speaker. He's an ambassador of this football program, like it or not. Yeah, if he decides he wants to leave, yeah, that's, that is the alarm that I'm like, yeah. he's got to go. Yeah. And that's when I'm like, all right, Phil, if you can't do it, then yeah, let's move on from that. Barring any, which a guy like Henry Toto, barring any like off the field issues, but I don't think, unless he is just, um, you know, I, I don't think that'll happen with Henry Toto. Yeah, I could be wrong. I don't know him personally, but I'd be shocked. Yep, I'd be shocked. Anything else for the transfer portal? Anybody, any guys you want to mention? Any guys that you have seen from other teams that you're like, they need to find a way to go get them on the roster? Well, Bailey Zappi is going to play for Tyson Helton. And I, I think, again, like you're with recruiting and then with transfers, with the uncertainty you have, that hurts. Because you think kids don't look into that? They don't see Twitter and be like, Oh, are, are you going to be fired? You don't think oh, they it, ask per, when he when he calls him on the phone? He's like, "Hey, buddy, you know we're we're Tennessee, blah blah." They're like, 
Yeah, are, are, are you going to get fired? You, I'm sure that's asked. Yeah. Oh, I mean... You, you got to ask. Because it's not, are you going to be here next year in 2022? It's like, are you going to be here for the season I'm committing to play for you? Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm sure that's difficult right now. I don't know if they reached out to to Zappy. I don't know if they reached out to any quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think it would benefit them to, to add a transfer quarterback of some yeah. kind. No, I mean, you need more depth in that room right now. It looks like it's just going to be Brian Maurer and... Harrison Bailey and Caden uh, uh, Salter. Salter. So, and, and one, is, of the guys, one of those guys is a freshman. One of them is Brian Maurer going to be here? It, yeah, I mean that. I mean, not even just here. Is he going to be healthy? Yeah. So, I mean that that quarterback. Yeah, he's one be very scorpion shallow. move away from <laughs> not guy. playing football anymore. Poor guy. Yeah. Um, also, JT Shroud landed at Colorado. Yeah, I think he buffs. could be. Yeah, go Buffs. I think he could be very successful in the Pac-12. I think he could have been successful in the SEC. Um, certainly not a super polished quarterback, but he'll have two years of eligibility, I believe. And I think he's got a really good chance of being successful. Yeah, I think that's the Pac-12 is probably a perfect place for for him to go. I think any. I mean, I think almost all leagues because the SEC maybe wasn't super quarterback friendly five years ago. You know, if you're if you're talking about a transfer quarterback, unless you're transferring like to a contender, mm. the SEC is probably not where you want it. Now, every league, I feel like, is, is quarterback friendly. I mean, yeah, it, maybe the Big Ten. It's a not pass-happy yeah. place, and that that's where it needs to be. Where Right now, we look like a team that if we can't run the ball, we're just not going to score. It's a lot of fun to watch, let me tell you. Yeah, it's great. But And is that not another thing with a, a transfer quarterback? <laughs> You don't watch Tennessee on film and be like, you know, what is this? Right. So I was going to go look to see, confirm how many years of eligibility J.T. Shroud has left. They like they took him off the 2020 roster. Already? Yeah. The 2020 season's over before he transferred, before he announced it. Hmm. So weird. So he he's played two years, so he'll have three years of eligibility left. Right? Because this year doesn't count. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Or no 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 sorry, he's a he, this year was this year was his third year. So he, so he would only have one year left if this year counted. Right, but he has two. Yeah, so he just has two years. Okay, that's still. I mean, that's good for a train. You know, if you do have a great year, um, you could certainly forego that last year, but you also have the opportunity to uh, return for another year if you wanted that. So good for him. Yep. Yeah, they took JG off too. They took all the transfers off the twenty twenty roster. That's so weird. Yeah. So now that I mean. I guess you're not expecting any of those guys back. I guess not. They announced that you're... Yeah, because JG had announced where he's going yet. I don't know, unless I missed it. I don't think he has. I think his top two is definitely Arkansas State and Rutgers, 100%. There's no way he goes to Arkansas State. After 2017 with Butch Jones, there's no way. He recruited him. I don't know. I mean, if you make the same mistake twice... You deserve everything that comes your way. Don't do I think is if he didn't transfer, would he be the favorite to start? They oh, won't? for sure. <laughs> I mean, not in my eyes, but for sure. Yeah, for sure. Good lord. Let's talk about this twenty twenty two class. Yeah, I, this is another thing. Uncertainty. You know this. I, I think this is another reason why former should come out and say, if you really think Jeremy Pruitt's our guy, come out and say he's our guy. 
in 2021, he's going to be our football coach. Yep. And if something comes about, then it comes about. You make a change. But this, 22, this 2022 class in state is nasty. It, it's certainly and, – And you can't afford – if Jeremy Pruitt wants to, you know, build on this roster, this is a perfect opportunity. Mm-hmm. Because at three and seven, you're not going to go get the best players in Alabama, the best players in Georgia, Florida, no. Texas, you're, Louisiana, North Carolina, Virginia. You're not going to get those players. I mean, it's tough to get guys out of your own state when you're this bad. But I think it's a lot easier to sell to get guys in state. Yeah, oh, for sure. Than a guy in that's the number one player in Georgia mm-hmm. to come play for a three and seven Tennessee team. That just doesn't happen. Oh, absolutely. Um, so you have 13 guys rated as a, a four-star hire. You have the number. He's a top. He's a top five player in in every ranking. I think he's number one on two four seven. That's Walter Nolan at a Saint Benedict at Auburndale in Cordova. I mean, when Jeremy Pruitt, I guess, is out of quarantine, he needs to. As long as he's still the coach, he needs to set up shop in the Nashville areas and Memphis areas. Yeah. So you got Cordova, you got Westview and Martin. You can just go get all your violations at Oakland High School. Yeah. And the, yeah, Jordan James, who was at Brentwood Academy, transferred to Oakland, won a state title. Um, Isaiah Horton transferred from Innsworth to Oakland, won a state title. He's a four-star wide receiver. Yeah, Fisher Anderson, who's an offensive tackle. The Wade Twins from Summit. I think that's south of Nashville. Yeah. Um, Dallin Hayden, Legacy. And, I mean, I don't know what he's going to play. Is he going to play running? He looks like a running back right. now. Or, as maybe two years ago, he looked more as like a, a DB. Right. Um, but he's more than capable to, capable of playing multiple positions. Um, he's at Christian Brothers in Memphis. Cody Jones in Germantown. Um, you got Caden Martin, another legacy, and Knoxville Catholic. Who knows if he'll even play football. Right. Uh, Cam Miller in, in Memphis. Uh, the four-star wide receiver. You have Langston Patterson, who Kane Patterson was his older brother, and he's a linebacker at Clemson. Gotcha. Um, but he's at CPA in Nashville, so, I mean, dude, just a ton of talent. I think it's kind of similar to the 2022 where you just had a ton of, you know, high-level talent in, in the state of Tennessee. But I think this one just – is better when you add in Walter Nolan, Ty Simpson, who is probably the best quarterback that the state of Tennessee has ever produced. Yeah, I mean, that a guy like Ty Simpson is a program changer. Yep. And those are, like, you got to land Ty Simpson. Yep. Got to. And I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, Ty, he's been on campus a lot, but, man. I mean, how do you turn down offers from Alabama and Clemson? Where you're? Yeah. I mean that's that's places you could be day a day one starter, and I, I think that's that's the thing is like you have to be like you have to sell play for your home state, you know change the cult change the I mean you can't really say change the culture I guess because you've been here for three years but you know build something yeah build your own legacy but you can't show you know you can't be digressing when you sign him you have to be on the up. He's right. not going to go somewhere that's tanking currently. Yeah, no, I think that's kind of what he's waiting on. He's, mm-hmm. I feel like he, if Tennessee won, if Tennessee had been six and four this year, they're probably in a lot better spot with him. Yeah, or seven and three, eight and two, he might have already been committed. 
because I feel like he really wants to be at Tennessee. I just don't think that you can really sell that you're setting him up for the NFL. Right. And I would agree. I mean, look at our oh, look at I, that offense. I wouldn't blame a soul for not coming to Tennessee currently, just because how can I mean if you're talking about making kids better, how can you blame them for looking at the current state of the roster and the player development? How can you blame them? Yeah, so, I would. I would love for them to come to Tennessee and be successful. It'd be a lot of fun. But how can you blame them? And if you're gonna, you know, I know a lot of people. Well, this is why people don't want to come to Tennessee. No, come here and get better. But I'm not. I'm with you. I've seen nothing that says you can get better. So I'm mm-hmm. with you. So Find a coach that can make you. Better. If Jeremy Pruitt is is given another year and he wants to stick around, this would be his opportunity to win some fans over, getting some of these recruits. Because I it, think I think the 2020. See, I think the 2022 class is too late. Because I mean, look at the 2021 class. It's not falling apart, but it's way far back from where it was in May when oh, they. Yeah, when they so I mean, I think I think Jeremy Pruitt, if he wants to be around. In 2022, I think he has to go win a bunch. I mean, I think it's just win. I think that's all it is, is win. Oh, yeah. He's got to win next year. Yeah, 20, sure. 2022 classes. I mean. But but you can't you can't have the same thing like you did this year with the 2021 in-state class where you got no. one out of the top ten. Oh, yeah. Like, if you do have a seven and five, eight and four year or whatever, and you're kept around for 2022, you better figure out how to get the class put together. Yeah. If you do. Because, like I said, you got one out of the top ten in 2021. 2020, you did a lot better job. And uh, you got got six out of the top ten. I think the top three or four, I think, are the ones you – or maybe you landed the top two, you landed three out of the top four. Mm -hmm. Um, But you're going to have to do that. You're going to have to make 2022 a priority. It was no secret that you didn't in 2021 like you did in 2020. Um, so if Jeremy Pruitt really wants to be around, I think he's going to have to do a lot better job of recruiting this the state of Tennessee. Yeah, no, hundred percent, I, agree. I be, agree. Go to Memphis, Cordova, Germantown, just set up shop. Yep, that would be the place Westview. to do it for twenty twenty two. Yep. All right, let's start basketball. Basketball school. Basketball undefeated, staying that way, especially after tonight. I've got Vol. So you said it was at three and a half. Yeah, that's what I saw earlier. I've got Vols uh, between uh, five and eight points. Oh, victory. yeah. Yeah. So they cover. They cover. I think it could be more if Tennessee's able to find their rhythm shooting. Um, the only reason Missouri scares me shooting is because of their opponent, because they have shot very poorly this year. Yeah. They, I don't – I mean, I guess it's potential they could get hot. I, I don't know. But they, have, they are a very poor shooting team. Last year they ranked like – 369th in shooting. Um, this year they're at 277th, I think. Um, this is not a good shooting team. They are not far behind Tennessee in field goal percentage. Tennessee's at like 47%. They're at 44, but they're just shooting 28% from the field. Tennessee's 34, I think, from the field or from three point range. Um, but we've also seen Tennessee get a little, you know, they, they've picked up that pace a little bit in the last couple games. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think, I don't. I don't see a reason to believe that Missouri would just magically pick it up this game. No, I'm kind of with with you on that. I, I mean, but give Missouri props. I mean, from going 15 and 16 last year yeah. to be six and zero and ranked number 12 in the country, and you've won big games: Oregon, Illinois. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm. I can't wait for this matchup. The fact that yeah. you get to open SEC play with a top 15 matchup, 
um, at as the University of Tennessee. It's going to be a national, you know, a nationally watched game, a, a conference watch game. It's at nine o'clock. It is at nine o'clock, which sucks. Um, but it, it, people are going to keep their eyes on it because this has you know implications for the rest of the season. This isn't a throwaway Wednesday night game against Vanderbilt and uh, Mississippi State. Like this is you know this is a, an important game for a lot of reasons. So it, it's going to be a it is a fantastic way to open up conference play. I don't I don't know how, and and you get to play Conzo Martin in Missouri. Yeah, former coach. Former v- is he a VFL? We count him as a uh, VFL. According to John Adams. John Adams said he's a VFL. Is that his name, John Adams? The Knoxville. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think he, like, players and coaches only can be VFLs, which I'm fine with saying that. But my, my issue is he, he said in his article, he was like, uh, if a player, like, transfers or ends their career early, then they aren't VFLs. <laughs> so if, it, if they leave for the NFL draft, they're not considered VFLs? If I rem- I'd have to, I mean, I'm not going to go back and read the article, but yeah, something like that. <laughs> Fair. Something like that. Um, now, t- you know, Missouri does bring some, you know, challenges into this game. They're going to play really, really solid defense. So it is going to be. Two really good defensive teams. Yes. I think it's going to be a pretty low scoring game. I-, I think unless Tennessee does find a way to um, have a guy heat up. But, you know, other than that, I-, I don't see Tennessee scoring a lot of points in this game. Um, I think it would be, you know, it's going to be a real challenge. Tennessee's not average in a ton. Uh, now that's thanks to their first two or three games that, you know, that point, that point total is pretty low. Um, but Missouri's also not allowing, they're allowing 65 points a game. They're not, it's not been super easy. Um, Tennessee is averaging 80. I'm so shocked to see that number. It has helped that they had two hundred point games. Yeah, <laughs> that has helped a lot. I, and I think that might be the um, kind of difference in this game. Whereas you know both teams are, are good defensively, I think Tennessee has more talent. And so if they do get, if there is one team that gets a hot streak, I think it has to be Tennessee. I don't mm-hmm. think it's going to be Missouri. No, I agree um, with that. We, with we, them scoring fifty, well, fifty four points against Bradley. Mm-hmm. Imagine what Tennessee's going to do defensively to them. Yeah, they they definitely you know that that showed a little slump there. Um, ten, I mean ten, Tennessee's defense is obviously really solid. I think going. I want to flip back to the offensive end. Um, just talking about Tennessee, they, you know what they can because I don't I don't see Tennessee scoring eighty in this game. I, I think I do think something's got to give, and I think it'll probably actually be in that sixty five range um, mm-hmm. for Missouri, sixty five seventy points at the most. Um, but we talked about this last episode. Missouri, when when you talk about trying to find a way to stop Tennessee, you can't key on one person. And, I mean, if you take away Fulgerson, if you took away Fulgerson last year, you're losing a lot of points. If you take away Fulgerson this year, well, you have a guy, yeah, that's going to hurt Tennessee, but you have more guys that are threats on this team um, than than just John Fulgerson. I mean, even last year before you played, I mean, Josiah Jordan-James wasn't scoring points. Viscovi um, wasn't scoring, and not only scoring now, um, last year he was he was in a he was a threat to get the ball in the right areas, but even more so this year uh, with the talent around him, he's done a lot better job of getting the ball in the right places to allow others to score. It's going to be very very tough to to hold this Tennessee team to you know few amount of points. Uh, again, I think Missouri is going to do a fantastic defensive job. They always have. Conzo uh, Martin has always had good defensive teams, but I don't I don't see them stopping Tennessee. No, I. I don't either. I, I just don't think, from a talent standpoint, they can really hang with Tennessee, guy for guy. Right. 
And I, I don't think a lot of teams in the country could, especially yeah. at the guard position. Um, I, I think if Missouri has a, a chance in this game, it's going to be on the boards. Um, they do have Jeremiah Tillman, who is um, 6'10", 260. So he's got about around 45, 50 pounds on, on John Fulton. You see a lot of EJ Anasicki tomorrow yeah. or tonight. Uh, yeah, and that's the guy. Jeremiah Tillman, it, Tennessee wants to get him in foul trouble mm-hmm. immediately. And that's another that's another thing that um, Missouri does well, you know. And I think it's going to be fun to kind of see these teams go at each other because Missouri is going to try to get Tennessee in foul trouble. They play a very very aggressive offensive style. Um, they're coming off ball screens and they're 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 going to make you. They're going to do their best to make you foul them mm-hmm. and get to the free throw line. Um, and they've got a lot of good guards that that can. It I they have a lot of good guards and it makes me feel better that they have a, such a low shooting percentage. Um, if you look at a team like this and they're shooting just a little bit better, I would say they strike a little bit more fear in an opponent. But the fact that they're not, a lot of their points are coming from the free throw line makes you feel a little bit better. Now, Tennessee playing an aggressive defense is going to have to be smart tomorrow night. Now, the good news is you can rotate eight to ten guys. Mm-hmm. And they they have a lot of experience, too. Mm-hmm. Most of those guys are juniors, seniors. I think the only sophomore that they have um, really getting any minutes is Kobe Brown. And he's a, a six seven two forty, so a, a Grant Williams type player. Mm-hmm. So uh, if if Missouri's going to have a chance, it's going to be down low. It's going to be banging around, just you know, moving guys out of the way. But you do have like I, I like what you said, EJ Anasicki. He's that type of guy too. So um, I think that's a good matchup. That, that, that's something to watch. And and if you do get Tillman in foul trouble, you have John Fulgerson who's shooting like ninety percent from the free throw line right now. Yeah. So he's going to cash in those in a, two. Put so. you in a better shot. You yeah. also have uh, Olivia Kumwa, who's played a lot better the last couple of games. Yeah. Um, ho- hopefully that carries over. I, I do realize it's get, been against lesser opponents, but you mentioned it. Maybe get that confidence up and, and allow him to perform a little bit better against SEC opponents. Um, Missouri's, you know, one of Missouri does have a lot of uh, a lot of good guards, but Xavier Pinson is that Pinson is their leading scorer, and he shoots twenty four percent from from three. Um, they don't have any sharpshooters on this team. Uh, and I think it's it's only gonna get worse. Yeah. So that today with Tennessee's defense. See, I hope, you, I hope. But Tennessee's forcing everything from inside out. Um, you yeah. Know, they're, they're not gonna give up anything easy down low. Um, and most of what they're gonna give up is if you want to live and die by the three. Unfortunately, sometimes fortunately, Tennessee's sometimes, the team to Tennessee do. will let you live and die by the three. They're not yeah. gonna give you the easy, easy points. They're gonna make you um, um score out there from range, but. Thankfully, this Missouri team. When you talk about playing a top fifteen opponent, so so they'll shoot the lots out. Today, yeah, probably. But when you talk about playing a top fifteen opponent, and you're telling me that um, you're playing a number twelve team that that can't shoot to save their lives, that makes me feel better about Tennessee matching up against. Yeah, them. and like you said, they do a lot of screens. Um, try to get you know mismatches. There is nobody that you can really like. Tennessee can switch and be just fine at any position. Yes, that, that again, I think this Missouri team plays well into into Tennessee style. I mean, you mentioned there's some some height matchups, but not even really height, just weight. Yeah, <laughs> Tennessee plays guys. some stingy defense. It, it's not they're not they don't have to be worried about those mismatches in terms of size because it's a very stingy style of defense. Are guys going to get their points and yeah, for sure, but it, it's not going to come easy and it's not going to come often. Yep. They definitely got more girth than we do. Yeah, girth. <laughs> For sure. Um, Tennessee does, you know, the three-point 
thing scares me because it just takes a couple to fall to give them the confidence where guys start shooting more and shooting often, shooting fast. Um, that that scares me. But the good thing is, too, is it could happen on the other end of the floor. Missouri play Again, Missouri plays a very, very similar style. Tennessee offensively, right now, where they haven't been able to put in a ton of offense, it is just motion, motion, motion. Like, you're going to have guys that get off and, or open often. Victor Bailey Jr. will shoot the ball from anywhere on the court at any moment. His hands are ready. If he hits a few, I think he's going to be confident and, and he can make a lot of threes tomorrow night. Yeah, and I, I think you'll see more of Fulkerson and Pons. Um, mm-hmm. We mentioned last game that they only they combined for only taking nine shots. I think you'll see a lot more of those guys today in uh, in SEC play. And and I I hope the ball gets into them enough. Um, one thing with Tennessee spreading the ball around a lot could make some guys try to force some things when you know they've they've had a little bit more confidence. Uh, now go to your guys that know how to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you gotta you gotta play your offense through them through Fulkerson through. Um, not as much through through pawns as through Fulkerson, but but go to the guys that know how to score um, or know how to get to the free throw line. Uh, that's not to say Jaden Springer and you know Keon Johnson shouldn't be taking their fair share fair share of shots, uh, but they definitely don't need to come early in the shot clock. They definitely don't need to force things. Um, be a little bit more patient tomorrow night. It's not going to be like playing USC Upstate or St. Joseph's. So yeah, and I'm kind of interested to see how the how the freshmen look. Yeah, going into SEC play because. You know they they played Cincinnati, Colorado, but I think this Missouri team is a lot better than than those guys. Yeah. I mean Colorado, maybe that they, they haven't lost the game since they lost Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't really know how good they actually are, but we'll we'll get to see on full display tomorrow how good this Tennessee team really is. Because I had somebody tell me that Tennessee's overrated. I'm like, I don't know how you came up with that, but I guess we can find out. I mean, today. I guess just because they're I mean, the, Tennessee can't be underrated. Like they're either they're either overrated or exactly where everyone thought they should be. Because I mean, right. there's it's not just Tennessee fans. <coughs> I know Tennessee fans are super high on them, and you know are obviously very very excited about a team, and they should be. We 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 get we should have the right to be excited about this team. If this team was playing for Kentucky, or this team was playing for Kansas, or this team was playing for Duke, they would obviously as well be a Final Four. Everyone would go, that's a Final Four team. Mm-hmm. And now that you have experts saying this looks like every the makings of a Final Four team, yeah, I mean, that's right. And sure, this, they can't be underrated. It's you, you are not allowed to call this team overrated because it's an easy – it's easy to be right about it. Yeah. Because it's – accomplishing the thing that they should accomplish is one of the hardest things to do in athletics. But right now, how do you call somebody? Yeah, no, that's stupid. Overrated when like there's no proof to no. It. There's definitely no proof. You're you're undefeated. But again, it's you've in- won by by huge margins. You've scored over a hundred points in two games. Yeah. How do you you you've, like no game has been close? That's another reason this game kind of makes me a little nervous is because we haven't played a super close game yet. And I think it's going to be close down the stretch. And Missouri has. Yeah. So you you saw that with Bradley. Um, they ended up pulling that one out. So yeah, that kind of makes me a little nervous just because we haven't done it. But we have, we've experienced too. Yeah, it's not like we're just full of freshmen, right? So worries me, but it doesn't at the same time. Yeah, for sure. This is gonna be fine. We're gonna win. Conzo is gonna lose. It's gonna be great. <clears throat> G-Man Vols is gonna tweet out Conzo in all caps after the game. Conzo. I can't wait. 
I just, mm, yeah, it's going to be fun. Rick Barnes and the boys taking them to church. To church. Baptize them <laughs> in the rocks. In the rocks. Uh, so Tennessee obviously will take on number 12 Missouri tonight. That's 9 p.m. on the SEC Network. I think it's on TV, so don't worry. I don't think you have to stream it. Uh, then they take on Alabama. That's January 2nd, Saturday, 6 p.m. on ESPN2. This is the next game coming up. Guess we should have previewed that, but we'll wait. I think they they played Ole Miss last night. They did. They end up winning that game. I almost bet on it, but I decided to stay away. I don't know if they did or not. They did. They did. Mm-hmm. Eighty-two to sixty-four. They ran away with it. <coughs> I almost bet on them, but I was like, "Nah, I'm good." Because <laughs> I've seen all, I've seen Ole Miss play a game this year, and they look terrible. Yes, they did. Uh, I watched them play some like lesser opponent that I was yeah like, it was oh, like Central God. Arkansas and it was terrible. It was Central Arkansas and the over did hit. The over was like one fifty. It was like close, that. wasn't it? I think it was, but it, I mean it was a pretty insane amount of points, so yeah. it, it worked out. Um, but yes, that was what they played. You're right. You're right. Got a question about basketball or just questions? It, it's about football. So okay. Noah Vall um, said, "How many transfers do we get?" Um, so Tennessee's signing class is at what nineteen right now? I think we're waiting. Yeah, I think so. Twenty because Dylan Brooks hasn't signed yet. You um, think you calling it? Calling the shot? Tennessee getting him? Because he it's not official yet, right? Am I wrong? Right. He hasn't he hasn't said, but he's also not been like Terrence Lewis and been like re- retweeting and loving every single school that shows him any kind of interest whatsoever. Fair, fair. fair. Um. I'm going to say yeah. Sure, why not? Okay. I think, I mean, DeAndre Johnson, Kevon Bennett's gone. How do you not just be like, hey, it's right here. You're taking it. You're starting. Right. Well, okay. It it is kind of depressing that they didn't, um, they didn't get him to sign early signing beard. Kind of worries me a little bit. Yeah. Apparently he wanted to sign with his teammates. Okay. So, part of me is it. like, have you already signed? You just haven't haven't made it public yet? Right. <laughs> Are we just going to do like a... Didn't Jay Hardy do that to us? We were like recruiting him. He had already signed. Yes. But he said he didn't. Which is illegal. Right. Yes. Man, I don't think we have any bowl games to talk about other than uh, Miami. I do want to look at their... I do want to answer his question real quick, but I oh, want yeah. to make sure I have the correct. So what we can sign twenty five. Yes. That includes transfers. Does it? So we will That's save room stupid. for for transfers. And yeah, like Tennessee has fifteen guys leaving the program, and we just get that twenty five every year. So the so one time transfer is gonna. So they can't bring in additional transfers from that. Nope. You can only bring in twenty. So there's gonna be a lot of guys left, like without spots. Oh yeah, transfer. Oh yeah. So I mean, there, there's way more transfers now than there are spots. Yeah. So there's gonna there's got to be guys coming back, or they're going down, down, like probably where they didn't really want to go in yeah, the first place. Maybe. Yeah. You're right. Um, yeah. So Tennessee has signed 18 guys right now. Uh, We have four commits right now. Dylan Brooks, Jordan Mosley, Rock Taylor, Colby Smith. Um, I don't know. I don't know what the deal is with those 
I think all those three guys are signing in February. I don't know if it will be with Tennessee or not. But Dylan Brooks is the one you need. Yes. Um, and yep. then you try to go get some transfers. Transfers, you got to have a quarterback. You desperately need a quarterback. He def- definitely need a pass rusher, probably, too. Um, I'm trying to think of what else you probably need. Secondary, DB, corner. Everybody. Linebacker. Take them all. Take <laughs> yeah. them all. I mean, Take at, this, them all. at this point, yeah. Take them all. I was, I was looking at the transfer portal, like all the guys in it, mm-hmm. and <laughs> there's a lot of guys that Tennessee, like, recruited and are now in the transfer portal. That didn't choose Tennessee and are now in the transfer portal. It's just, like, a weird... It's gonna it's gonna happen a lot. I mean, yeah. Like EJ Nadoma Ogar from went to Oklahoma. He's in the transfer portal. Dylan Spencer went to Missouri. He's in the transfer portal. It's just weird. We're thinking like you know we could have used you, but you chose to go elsewhere, and now maybe land back at Tennessee. Yeah, maybe we'll see. Like you said, where they maybe ultimately didn't want to go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you got to go to your second choice. Yep. All right. So, did you get to that question? Did you find it? Yeah. I, I oh, said we, okay. we can do 25. So, right now, okay. we could potentially add seven. Gotcha. Um, but with Dylan Brooks, I think you at least five or six. Okay. okay. Depending on who you sign. Yeah. Th- there could be, you know, some February guys come available, mm-hmm. maybe, that you sign out of high school, but... I think the majority of those would be transfers. Gotcha. Okay. Bowl games. Bowl games. Colorado lost me money. They didn't cover eight and a half to Texas. And then the over hit somehow at 69. Nice. Picked Texas to cover in my two-team parlay, but thank you, Miami, for not covering (laughs) plus one. I like it. That's it. That's all the bowl games. Miami. <laughs> that's that's it. it. That's the two that have played since <laughs> great time since Sunday. So, um, Derek King got injured. Miami still. He's coming back next year. They made it a football game. Good for them. They made it interesting. Um, you know who I did see that's uh, entering the NFL draft. Who that? My boy. Won me a ton of money this year. Jarrett Patterson, Is Buffalo. He? Good for him. Go get paid, young man. Yeah. Go get paid. I wish he'd enter, enter the transfer portal. Whew. We're gonna have a we're gonna have a, a tough room to find some playing time at running back. I, I would love that problem. They probably yep. won't play Good a problem guy. To have. They probably won't play a guy, but whatever. Whatever. All right, NFL power rankings. I was there for college football. Congratulations, guys. We did it. Do you, do we need to find some more locks for people? Because now we we can't call Florida a lock. They don't even know who they're going to start. I know. I'm. I wish I could get my money back from betting on them. Yeah, that's kind of stupid. Maybe we can make a racist stink about it and see what happens. They did kind of help us out though. Today. I feel like I just need to like bet on like Mississippi State just to like feel something. Plus two and a half versus Tulsa. It's like a what's when does Ole Miss play? Are they December, I think I, I January did, I did Texas A&M. You did A&M? Mm-hmm. I picked them to cover. When is is that? 
Is that the January 2nd game, Ole Miss? I don't know. They are the January 1st. I, Outback's January 1st, right? Okay, yeah. And then A&M is January 1st. Versus North Carolina, minus 7.5 versus North Carolina. Dang. That might be too many points for me. What do you think about Kentucky and NC State? Kentucky's just a two and a half point favorite. I'm staying away from Kentucky. They're not a good football team. Neither NC State, but yeah, I'm not gonna lose money on Kentucky. I refuse. It's fine. Uh, Georgia, Cincinnati. You got an opinion? Georgia's a seven point favorite. Yeah, I, I pick Georgia to cover. Okay. I just don't think Cincinnati's gonna be able to score. No, nah, I don't. Yeah. And then Northwestern, and that's kind of with. I know UNC has a good offense. Their their best offensive player entered into the NFL draft. Um, so he's not playing. And I, I, I just think Texas A&M's a good football team. Texas A&M's a very good football I mean, I think they're better than Notre Dame, and Notre Dame beat UNC. Are they pissed off, though, or are they just like, who cares, and they don't play? It's a good point. I don't know. Yeah. It, it's kind of – this whole year has been kind of hard to it's definitely on. It's hard to gauge it. It's hard to gauge it. Especially, uh, like, most of your be- – you're having to do day of. Like, you can't get anything early because yeah. you just never know. Shouldn't. I, I've done some things early. I shouldn't. Yeah. But – um, okay, so Northwestern's three and a half point favorites. I'm not touching that game. Because I don't know what's going to happen with Auburn with an interim coach. Yeah, yeah, I, I stayed away from that too. All right, NFL power rankings. Number one, Kansas City. Kansas City. I, wanna, I wanted to put Buffalo there so bad. Dude, Buffalo's good. Cir- nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills, but I'm slowly becoming a Buffalo, like an undercover Buffalo fan. <laughs> yeah, they're, yeah, they're crazy. Like, I love yeah, them. How, how can you not cheer for exactly. them? Exactly. Um, my the reason I didn't, I would have put them there, but I've got to put Green Bay at number two. Oh, you can't go beat the crap out of the way Tennessee's looked this year. Beat the crap out of them. I know it was in the snow. I know it plays to you know them Wisconsin boys. You know Aaron Rodgers. I don't even think the snow affects him the same as any humans. He's played so many games there in the snow. But man, you can't look that good. And not be number one or number two, yeah. So I've I've got them and I've got Green Bay at number two. Okay, I'm gonna go. That's a good point. I'm gonna go with my gut. I'm going Buffalo Bills, baby. I like it. They just whooped the crap out of the Patriots, and I loved every second of it. Yeah, I don't blame. And they want me money, so I'm gonna <laughs> go. That's a, that's another reason I was like, let me put them at one. I'm gonna <laughs> go um, the Bills. Josh Allen. I don't blame you. I, it's interchangeable for me. I've got the Bills at number three. Honestly, I think the top three teams are might be interchangeable for me. I think f- you four. That's fair because you've got New Orleans at four. So that yep. means yeah. So uh, yeah, I have the Packers at three, New Orleans at four. Isn't that funny? Just like three weeks ago, we we're like, I don't even know outside the top two who you'd put in. Yeah. <laughs> and now that, which I think, like you talking about college football, I think it just shows how up and down the league is. Or, mm-hmm. But those. Three, four teams have really caught steam in the last four or five weeks um, and looked really, really good. And then we did say – we have been saying the whole time about New Orleans. They look really good. If they look really good with Drew Brees back, then that's the true test. Mm-hmm. So, And yep. they have. They've looked really good. Yep. Now, number five, who do you have? This is tough for me. I, I got the Ravens. Okay. I, I'm staying away from Pittsburgh. They just – I'm not even thinking about putting Pittsburgh in it. Mine is definitely my number five is a hot take, but I feel okay with the hot take since I did a classic for the first four. Okay. So my hot take 
And I can't decide which... Both of them are hot takes. I can't decide which one. I think because of the division they're in, I've got to leave this one out. I'm going with Seattle. Okay. I don't hate that. Yeah. I just think most people have them back there behind... Yeah. They've... uh, Pittsburgh and Baltimore. Yeah. I I don't hate... They'd probably be number six for me. Yeah. Um, They've played really good defense, and they're winning football games. Yep. Got a really good offense, good quarterback, good receivers... Um, they found a running game with uh, Carson. Yep. So yeah, I, I, li- I like Seattle. So it's seven. It's seven teams now instead of six. So I mean, I probably could sneak the sneak Tampa Bay in there too. Tampa Bay, dude. They look. It pisses me off that they look good. I just want, I wanted. I just hate Tom Brady. You wanted Belichick to be successful and Tom Brady not to be. That's well, of- what's funny is I think in five years, if Tom Brady's still playing in five years, I think Belichick will be just as successful. Mm-hmm. But it also, again, it shows how important. Because if you had a – I like Cam Newton. But if you had a competent quarterback, they also had a ton of people opt out. And they don't, they don't have a lot of talent either. No. But I think Bill Belichick, too, was just like – I don't think Bill Belichick does anything unplanned. Right. So – Yeah, I agree with that. He's got something in the works. Yeah. He's going to figure out something for sure. Okay, I'm trying to pull up the NFL playoff picture to see what it looks like now. Because there's a way that the Browns could miss. I think the Titans could miss, right? Could they miss or just not win the division? I think if enough people lose or win... It could ruin them. I don't think they're for sure. I don't think they've clinched yet. I don't think the Browns... The Browns definitely haven't clinched. They probably won't get in. They probably won't get in. Because... Which cracks of, me up. I love Baker Mayfield, but that cracks me up. Because of the Jets. Good God, dude. How do you not beat the Jets? I would have won so much money. I'm so mad. No, I say a lot of money. It was like $25. <laughs> Still. That's a lot of money to me. That's a lot of money for the way we gamble. Right. Yeah. I won that last night. I won... I won there you go. Right around twenty dollars last night. Yeah. Odds, guys. Come on. I need. I'm not gonna be able to find this now. I want to look at it. I want to. I should have looked at it before. Because this is when it gets like real fun. When you're like, okay, this team wins. This team wins. See, I think if I think if the Colts had won last week, if I remember correctly, they would have won the division. Mm. So Tennessee wouldn't have even won the division. So the win the winner wins the division. Yeah. So right now it's got this is I think how it is if it finished today. So Chiefs first round by Browns at seven, Bills at two, Ravens at six, Steelers at three, Dolphins at five, Titans at four. So Browns are last in. And then it goes Packers at one, Bears at seven, Saints at two, Rams at six, Seahawks at three, Bucks at five, football team at four. Who do the Browns so, play? The Browns play the Steelers. Mm. So they got to beat the Steelers to get in. Yes. I don't know who would who would move. So Indian if Indianapolis wins, that see that could shift the whole picture. Yeah. So the AFC is whack because you've got Titans at ten and five, Miami at ten and five, Baltimore at ten and five, Cleveland at ten and five, and Indianapolis at ten and five. Mm. And almost all those teams are in the mix. It's Tennessee's playing Tennessee's playing Houston. Who's Indianapolis playing? They play the Titans. No, no, no. Tennessee plays Houston this week. 
Oh, that's right. That's right. I'm not sure Indianapolis plays. Um, so Baltimore has to win. Cleveland has to win. Um, all those teams I mentioned are winning it in. Indianapolis has to win, plus Baltimore has to lose or tie. Um, Miami has to win or like a bunch of stuff. Yeah. This is all like or a bunch of stuff. Tennessee has to win or or Indianapolis has to lose. Gotcha. And then the NFC is uh, way more secure. No, Tennessee clinches a berth with with – they don't even have to win. It's Baltimore loss or a Miami loss. They clinch. Oh, they clinch a spot, not yes. the division. Right. Okay, yeah. yeah. They cl- they clinch Sorry. the division with a win or an Indianapolis loss. Gotcha. And then the NFC is pretty much locked in. Arizona and Chicago could flip, I guess. And then you got Washington and uh, Dallas, right? Ooh, for the division, yeah, yes, the loser is out. Yeah. Well, Washington plays Philadelphia. I don't know who Dallas plays. Who does Dallas play this week? I can't remember. So what? Dang, what would happen if they had beat Philadelphia last week? So or they da- did beat Philadelphia. Dallas- they did beat Philadelphia. I keep doing that. I yeah. did that last night. Dallas backwards. plays the Giants. Okay. Oh god, it's gonna be another ugly game. Yep. Okay, so is Jalen Hurts good enough to beat Washington? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're they're pretty good up front, so I don't, yeah. I don't know. I don't really want him running around, right? Getting tackled by some of those guys. But <laughs> all right, we got any more questions? We get to them all. I think that's all we got. All right, for now. Favorite New Year's stories. If you have questions that were in the chat. Um, Send them to us. Hopefully, yeah. I answered them throughout the show. I'm going to try to stay on Twitter and YouTube and okay. comment them. But good deal. Yeah, hopefully, I got to them all. So, um, okay. New Year's stories. My favorite New Year's memory is this of me or of you? It's a, it's of me. You're you're in some. I didn't know too. if you were making fun of me or something. Oh, okay. I would never do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot. Um, singing. You never. Even call me by my name at Lonnie's. That was, that was one of the best performances. In Nashville. That's the best karaoke performance I've ever seen <laughs> in my entire life. A guy threw me his hat. Landon didn't even. Landon was like in the moment. Oh, yeah. I was, it was, I, an I ele- was in my element. It was an electric sure. performance. If you've never been to Lonnie's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. I'm sure most maybe, people Maybe wait till go after COVID because yeah. I think there's a high chance you'd probably get it there. But <laughs> um, And then. My part of that same night is when we were walking and I throw up in front of the cops. I wasn't, I wasn't, I didn't oh, see this. Oh, I was, that with, was you, with Brody. But I didn't see this, yeah. I threw up Dude. right in front of a police car <laughs> and they just look at me and I just, I just walk off and they just start dying laughing. <laughs> now that was, that was, that was a fun night. Looking back, night. like that was. I a, should have been terrified, but I wasn't right. in that state. <laughs> um, that same night, we were... I don't think it was a karaoke stage. We are at some random uh, random bar in uh, 
What part of town is that? Ah, you, where like Ten Roof and stuff is. Yeah. The the one near Vanderbilt. Um, I don't know what part. I'm not very familiar with Nashville. I'm sorry. Um, I was singing. It was not a karaoke stage. It was like a stage that had a microphone. It was like a Sutteries. Like they had games. Yeah. And stuff. And I was on. It was like a like a stage you build like your nieces and nephews or kids if you have them. Um, it was like maybe six inches off the ground. And I was on there, and there was like a karaoke machine, like in Chinese, like not an actual karaoke machine. And there's no one operating it. You just like there were people coming up to me because I sang like six songs. <laughs> there were people coming up to me like, "Hey, it's it's our turn." And I'm like, "Nope, peace." <laughs> and I was up there for like an hour and a half. You were the the hired. Um, what do they call talent? Oh, yeah, hired talent. Yeah. yeah. Oh, people were like, "Can can we go?" Nope. You can't even work the karaoke machine. Like I was like playing songs through my phone in the <laughs> microphone. Like, like we played Soldier Boy at you know that was the year that the if you play this song at exactly this moment, like you'd crank that Soldier Boy at midnight. And I sang Soldier Boy going into. Did you crank it at? Oh, at I cranked it at midnight. I timed it perfectly. No, I didn't even know. Someone was like, "It's new." Like we were back there. You know, like everyone makes a big deal about the ball drop. I just I've never cared. And everyone's like, "Happy New Year!" And I was like, Happy New Year, guys. <laughs> Congrats. Crank it. <laughs> I love yeah, that was a that was a fun New Year's trip. That was a the the walk home slash late Uber ride. That was miserable. That was, that was a cold, cold night in Nashville. It was it was very cold. Cold night in Nashville. Um also one What about that New Year's that we went to Gatlinburg slash Pigeon Forge? That was weird. That was a fun night. We uh we were at the island and we popped champagne bottles. <laughs> and people, it wasn't even like a thing. Like they had just built it. And people were like, what is going on? Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know how we got to the island. We were in Gatlinburg for the longest time. And then and we ended, a, to, ended up at a hotel room. <laughs> that sounds way worse than it is. It wasn't that bad. It was pretty bad. Okay. <laughs> I just mean, it sound. you get it. Yeah, I you get it. It wasn't that bad, but it was it was a bad for sure. Yeah. For sure. I don't have any great New Year's stories for good reasons. I did learn that um Southbound has three levels on New Year's. On New Year's, yeah, you did learn that. It was awesome. I don't even like I, I remember dancing, but I think I was just like walking around like exploring. I was like, what else does this place have? They're just hiding from us. They're in 64 days out of the year. Not a big Southbound guy, so I'm good. You can stay hidden. Yeah. I'm, I'm not either anymore. Landon's a huge Southbound guy. I Don't mean, let I'd him go. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let him tell you anything. The Vols will lose, and he'll be at Southbound. If Caleb was like, hey, you want to go to Southbound or not, I'd, I'd go. The good news is Caleb will never stay. <laughs> yeah, so he won't. Don't worry. All right, stupidity. Besides landing on Southbound, stupidity is an epidemic. <laughs> I got my first one. You might have seen this. Uh, it, it rotated on, made its rounds on Twitter today. Uh, Rick Carlisle from he covers Alabama football tweeted: Alabama football coach Nick hashtag Nick Saban held his Rose Bowl game news newser today, and reporter addressed him as Ha Saban. He said his name is Coach Saban, not Nick, not Saban. Here's why, and wrote an article. And then in the guy's Twitter bio says, "I once went went fishing with Nick Saban." What? No clue. He also, in his tweet, addressed him as hashtag Nick Saban. But he said his name is Coach Saban. 
So which is it? Also, why is your bio so weird? He thought it was that bad where he had to write an article. I, for it? I don't know, man. Uh, I didn't. I mean, I didn't click the link, so oh, okay. I, I guess it was an article. I, but did you see the rounds where people are like, "What's the most random thing you've done with like a famous person?" Do you have any? I don't think I have any random stories about famous people. With a famous person? Yeah, it's like random. Like I've been fishing <coughs> with Nick Saban. Um, I don't think I have anything like that. I would like to have a Tequila Tuesday experience with uh, Ross Kivett, so that'd be random. I've met Lee Corso. We need a... <laughs> did, oh, yeah, you met him at the football club? Thing? Yeah. Quarterback club? You think he... How how old was he then? He's pretty old. Like 85. Yeah. <laughs> and it's still at that time, I don't think he really knew what was going on. Good for him. He was just there. Yeah, good for him. I've had some random encounters. I guess the most, the, if we're talking, well, no, that's not, I didn't, like I met him, but I didn't. One time I was, I he was also at, met my dad and told my dad, congratulations. <laughs> congratulations. <laughs> that's like the most old man, like famous thing. Like if I'm like someone asked me to come speak at a dinner, I just tell everyone congratulations. I'm like, congratulations. Congratulations. Speaking of that, <laughs> I felt like, I guess it's just us getting old. But, like, at work, I've asked everybody, do y'all have a good Christmas? I'm like, that's so dad of me. <laughs> Such an old man thing to ask. <laughs> yeah, it's like, and no one's ever going to say it was terrible. Everybody, yeah, I, I was yours. You're going to get that person now that's going to be, like, brutally honest with you. It's like, dude, I just said it to make conversation. I just said it to be like, yeah. it was essentially saying hey to you. Mm-hmm. But they're going to be like, oh, it was terrible. And, 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 and now sometimes I'm like, man, ho- hopefully that weather gets better over the weekend. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> who gives a rat's ass? You want to hear about my terrible Christmas? Uh, one time. Oh, so was, you didn't have a good Christmas. This No, this year. <laughs> this was an old Christmas. This was... And it actually wasn't that bad because if you guys don't know, Copper Cellar on the Strip or Cumberland Grill, whatever you want to call it, um, Jim Cheney probably knows this, is open on Christmas Eve and Christmas. Mm. So Christmas, I was supposed to go to like my sister's for Christmas Eve and stay there overnight, like stay for Christmas um, with her family. And I got really like, I was probably like stomach bug. Like I was just, I wouldn't have a fever or anything. I was just throwing up, like, or, like threw up like once, probably. <laughs> um, I was actually the first COVID patient. This was like 2016. Nice. Um, like not like you know I'd feel good in spurts, feel bad in spurts. So I was like I'm not gonna go be around shit's kids. I'm not gonna be around our kids because I don't know what it is. But I will go because I didn't have food at the house. I was like I will go to Copper Cellar. It was like a block away from my apartment at the time. I will go to Copper Cellar and drink on Christmas Eve until they close and eat. And I did. Well, they didn't open Christmas Day until like five o'clock or something like that. I was like I'll go back there obviously. Um, so I was like I need to get food. Nothing's open. So I went to Pilot on the Strip. Oh, and. They didn't have like anything other than snacks, but they did have a hot dog like on the rollers. Mm. I had one bite and just I threw it away at the gas station. Like I, nope, it was the worst hot dog I've ever had. It ruined my Christmas. That's how <laughs> Jimmy Haslam's hot dog ruined my Christmas. Oh man! You know what you got to do to ruin a man's Christmas? Copper Cellar made it up. Shout out to Copper Cellar. A pilot hot dog <laughs> sounds. That sounds like. <laughs> Kind of your fault. You, know, there. you just look at it on a roller. Oh, it was a terrible decision. Like I'm not saying I made the right decision. I'm just saying I made a decision and it was bad. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, you see it roll. It's it looks warm. It's like a good glizzy. And then, <laughs> especially when you're hungry, I probably had thrown up already that morning. Like 
it looked like an okay decision to make, and nope, it was a terrible decision. Terrible Ugh. decision. God, yeah, it gives me the heebie-jeebies. Yeah, don't. Weigel's Pizza, great. So, Weigel's Pizza is like the hero, and Pilot Hot Dogs is the villain. Mm. Yeah. So, Pilot Hot Dogs are the Haslam's. Yes. <laughs> if I mean, it, I'm shocked 0% that they make that food. <laughs> They're locale. All right. Um, stupidity. Yeah, stupidity. Um, Bleacher Report <laughs> said, how many points are the Mavs beating the Clippers by? And it's a picture of 21 Savage and J. Cole. What does that mean? So there's a song and it's like, how many something something a lot? So they're trying to do that, but it's just of those two. So it looks like they're saying how many points are the Mavs and how many points are the Mavs beating the Clippers by? Twenty one Savage Cole. Like it doesn't look like it makes any sense whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, I'd obviously. I mean, how many people understood the reference? I definitely wouldn't have understood. I'd, it. I had to go in the comments because I was like, "What are you oh, trying?" Okay. So that makes to... me feel better because you probably listen to that music more than I do. Yeah, I you do. definitely do. But so that makes me when, feel better. When they said a lot, I got it. Right. I was just like, but you also didn't because right. It... And I also listened <laughs> to that music, so it's yeah. just like that's bad. Exactly. Just yeah. Bad. So you didn't get it. No, <laughs> I I, I did. I had to go like a, an old person does and go I, in the comments. I do that all the time, <laughs> especially like on Instagram. There's so many like things I don't get. I'm not understanding the reference. I really speaking of that, which people probably didn't get it. I thought I had a great tweet. I'll show you later. Um, last night, no big deal. Um, any other stupidities? Uh, I think that's actually all I got. Just bleacher report, man. <laughs> I did. I did find it hilarious that. The South Carolina players didn't want to play for Mike Bobo. And they're going to have to play for Mike Bobo still? <laughs> yeah. And then, they not only just, that, then they brought Will Friend over. Yeah, that too. Well, I mean, I've was I, I've been saying it, the, you know, because since Brian Kelly said the stupid-ish about, when well, we may not play if our families won't be there, you're going to you're gonna play in the college football playoff. Are you going to play in the... Cheese it bowl if your parents can't be there. Pro- like you may not want the to Gasparilla play. Bowl. Yes, you probably will have at three and seven. Tennessee didn't want to play. Yeah, they'll try and pass that up best they can. But not if Tennessee's playing in the college ball playoff, they would not have passed it up. I would have been for there. anything. I would have been there for anything. So would you have paid to go? Hell yeah! <laughs> and I would have used a credit card and then just used my stimulus. Donald Trump would have paid for my trip. <laughs> I'm already trying to parlay that 600 bucks the moment it hits my account. It could be 2000 They said no today. Or oh, yesterday. they did? Yeah. It's not 100% off the table. But I thought it went... So it passed one and went to... Yeah, 600 passed. And then they tried to add on like... I, I don't know how... To, someone can comment if they know exactly how it worked. But the 2000 went to the Senate or whatever. And freaking Mitch McConnell, old mother effer, said no. So Big Kentucky guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, it was more than Mitch McConnell, but it's easy to blame Mitch McConnell. And I did make the joke... <laughs> Because I want to bet on Fanduel that maybe shouldn't have won uh, tonight. I was like, Fanduel doing give me more stimulus than Mitch McConnell. <laughs> <laughs> so, but you know, the irony of all that is the six hundred dollars is going right in my Fanduel account. So, yeah, I'm trying to make it. I'm trying to make it two grand. I'm trying to get there. Donald Trump's going to make me earn the two grand. I'm going to have to parlay that six hundred into two grand. I'll do it gladly. Yeah, it's fine. Gladly appreciate it. 
Guys, appreciate y'all listening. Go Vols. Undefeated. Kicking off a great win tonight versus Conzo Martin. I hope we don't have to be back with y'all after the game to uh, recap. I mean, I just I, I think it's the right thing to do to fire Jeremy Pruitt. I just – no one likes to reset. Resetting's not fun. Yeah. I, I just want some clarity. That's all That's I want. fair, too. Clarity would be nice. So, I guess I would be a little relieved of it. Yeah. I, I just want I just want a decision. That's fair. Whatever it is, let's let's move on. Do you think they drop right it now. right before the basketball game, or what do you think they do? It'll do, probably do be right in the that? middle of it, like everything else is, because it's stupid and no one understands. Right. Just love it. <laughs> it it's never a dull day in, in Knoxville, Tennessee. Nope. 100%. Guys, I will see y'all at 1130 with uh, G-Man Vols <laughs> tweeting out CONZO in all caps. Love it. Go Vols. We're bringing the boat in, and we out.